What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another podcast on the nerdy news and wrestling views. This is the Ring Post. I'm your host, Alex. Sorry if I sound sick. Aaron is not here, but we're going to kick this off. I just want to start this off by saying thank you very much, guys, who've continued to listen to this. Um, I know that we missed all of last week. Um, I think we missed, might have missed most of the week before that. Um, we even had our WrestleMania predictions done. We did the post-WrestleMania. We did the Raw after Mania. And um, somehow during that whole process, Aaron's voice did not get recorded. Um, so we decided we were going to try to hurry up and redo them real quick so that we can get them out to you guys. And it just didn't happen. Real life stuff takes priority. I've been sick as hell since Thursday last week. Um, Aaron just, you know, dealing with work stuff and family stuff. So uh, I'm here now to knock out the Raw from yesterday, which was the Raw for 15 April 2019. And we're just going to kick it off, starting off with the first segment. Stephanie coming out, introducing Shane McMahon, talking about how big WrestleMania was and they're still acting like this is the Raw after Mania, but it's cool. It wasn't a bad segment. Um, then he comes out and does the whole best in the world bit, gets the ring announcer to come over. It's kind of getting annoying, to uh, which I, I'm a, uh, pretty much what he's doing it for, so I got that, but it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, we got it. You're the best in the world. All that type of craziness. I got it, but you're kind of you're burning that bridge, buddy. Um, and he even does it in French, which I, <laughs> it's, I thought was incredibly stupid because he just sounded dumb saying it but um yeah it, it it's the it was interesting to see stephanie mcmahon and shane mcmahon coming out um and doing this whole heel thing like talking about how the canadians don't like them and all this and that stuff and it's just so odd because just a couple months ago they were talking about how the authority figures are gone how they're done they're not going to be there anymore it's all in the fans and yet they've had a bigger a bigger show on the shows than they have in the, in, the, in recent years. Um, so I think it's very peculiar. I'll use that word that uh, we're seeing a lot more of them um, active on the roster. Um, then she starts talking about the uh, Stephanie starts talking about the superstars shakeup, um, and then as she's getting ready to talk about her first um, superstar to be coming over to Raw, Mrs. Music hits um, comes out, attacks Shane McMahon from behind. Um, he gets a jump on Shane McMahon, then they make Shane, Miz look weak as shit, and just uh, Shane starts to, just manhandling the shit out of Miz. And then Miz gets the chair and freaking hits him with a chair, and freaking uh, and kind of gets a little bit of payback. And then uh, Shane McMahon runs up the ramp. We got uh, Miz in the ring, who somehow, I'm, I was still trying to figure out afterwards um, how exactly Miz got busted open. I didn't really see a spot anywhere where it looked like he smashed his head on anything, so... I was curious as when I went back to the ring and Miz was just standing in the middle of the ring with a bust ahead. Um, so then that um, was, I guess, the first confirmation that the Miz is now on Raw, um, which I thought was was interesting, um, being that he's feuding with Shane McMahon. Um, so I'm assuming, uh, so I'm I'm assuming that if any superstar I see throughout the night. Uh, that's typically on SmackDown and we see them on Raw that they're being moved over. Um, so then my next one, we got an eight-man tag match coming up uh, with Black and Ricochet and Hawkins and Ryder, the tag team champs versus the Revival and the fucking Viking experience. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Um, so first of all, let me point out that I thought um, that this was a Ricochet and Black being said, "Hey, yes, you guys stand on Raw," um, but I don't think that's. We'll get to that at the end of the end of the podcast. Um, so Revival and Viking Experience pull off the win. First of all, first thing I wrote down was, "What the fuck is up with the name? Why the shit?" I was so confused on why they came out as a Viking experience. Literally, their name was the Viking Experience and not War Raiders. Like they're known by everybody in NXT. I just thought it was fucking crazy. Why? Why? I don't. Every other superstar has came up with their names. Uh, why are they all of a sudden? going with fucking the viking experience over war raiders that just makes it sound fucking stupid like it was awesome to see war raiders and look at these guys as modern day freaking vikings and stuff and then you give them a tag gimmick of the viking experience just letting it be known that this is a tag team that ain't gonna fucking last that's not a name that you get and you last a long time in fucking wwe um so i was pretty upset by that fucking name i didn't understand it um, but overall, it was a good match. As always, Black and Ricochet pulling off um, awesome stuff, awesome hot spots. Ryder and Hawkins always looking good, man. Really glad to see those guys doing as good as they're doing. Uh, the one thing I still um, firmly stand by is I wish Hawkins would go with a different look now. He still really has that jobber um, loser look, right? Like he still has that, he has the same exact look from when he was doing the 269 in a row losses. So I kind of feel like he should revamp himself a little bit. Um, regardless, I like him. I just, uh, anytime I see him in the ring, I kind of, ex- I'm expecting him to lose because he still has that, that fucking, that, uh, what was it called? Like, check the facts or fucking know your facts or whatever the hell, um, whatever it was called. Uh, so I'm like, man, you just change your look a little bit and then we'll be good to go. Uh, but overall, it was a decent match. Uh, well, not decent match. It was a great match uh, with Revival and the Viking Experience uh, picking up the win, which I thought was pretty cool. See, the, the War Raiders um, actually end up picking up the win themselves. Um, then we move on. We get a little cut, um, a little promo saying Cedric Alexander um, was now moving over from 205 Live to Raw. Um, I kind of feel like Raw might be, I don't know. I feel like Raw is the wrong brand to pull him over to. Um, but it'd be cool to see see if they can pull off another Ali and uh, hopefully that doesn't Cedric doesn't become the new Ali where he gets a push and then gets injured and then bam nobody cares about him um, then next we got um, them announcing that Andrade Cienamos aka just Andrade now um, everybody just has one name from here on out in WWE um, he's announced that he's over on Raw now which is pretty dope because I really do dig Andrade um, he came out, had a match against, um, was having a match against Finn Balor. Um, Zelina, Zelina Vega does her typical stuff on the mic. She's awesome on the mic. Um, Andrade finally picks it up and just, I thought it was pretty cool uh, to see the him. He didn't break from talking Spanish the entire time. Just talked a bunch of shit to Finn Balor in Spanish and then freaking dropped the mic and they got the match on. It was pretty dope, man. Andrade's a really, really good superstar. Hopefully he can talk for himself in the future, uh, but I do kind of like the whole um, like he's play, straight up playing the foreign the quote unquote foreigner gimmick, um, even though it's not really a foreigner, but you know what I mean. Um, 
He looks really good. Um, Andrade did, had a really good match against um, Finn Balor, and he actually picked up the win. I was actually surprised. Um, it sucks for Finn because they're always fucking using him to get people over and squishing the shit out of them or squashing the shit out of them. Um, but I was actually surprised because I was like, oh, shit, we got a new IC title champion. And then I realized it was a non-title match, and I was like, huh. <laughs> Why was it a non-title? And I was like, okay, maybe this is the start of a feud between Finn Balor and Andrade, so we'll see where that goes in the future. Um, then after that... I'm sorry about that. And then after that, we had Elias come out. Um, you know, when not come out, he's always in the ring by the time we come back from commercial. Um, he's out there doing his shit, talking about John Cena bringing out the thug, uh, Doctor of Thugonomics, and he talks about the Taker coming out and freaking how he raised the dead and brought the Taker back. Um, and doing this whole thing and talking about if anybody interrupts him, they're absolutely dead and this and that stuff. And then uh, Ray Mysterio comes out and uh, takes out Elias. Then Lars Sullivan comes out and takes out Ray Mysterio. Um, Lars Sullivan coming out and just squashing random people is pretty cool. Like, uh, it doesn't really seem like he's focused on anyone's superstar right now. He's kind of just out there. Um, if you're in his way, you're getting killed. <laughs> if you see him, you better run. I'm kind of liking it, but <clears throat> I like it best when his music plays. When his music's playing, he's coming out. It's pretty badass, but once his music stops, I'm like, eh, you kind of look... I don't know. He, it, I don't know. Like, I get he's big and tall, but I don't, I don't see him as this big, large, imposing threat um, during most spots in his, uh, in his uh, ring work. Uh, but it is what it is, and uh, hopefully Lars can, can you know get over that whole stress thing and do good things. But that also means that we had Rey Mysterio coming over to Raw, so that was pretty cool. All right, next we got Bobby Roode and Chad Gable versus the Usos. Um, everybody knows I love Bobby Roode. I'm a huge, huge Bobby Roode fan. I absolutely love the dude. Think he's one of the greatest underrated, uh, most non-used superstars in WWE right now. Um, Chad Gable just needs to fucking go and get, man. Go and get Chad Gable. You don't belong there, dude. He just looks so lost in the ring. Like, you can see that the whole time he's in the ring, he's just, like, looking out the corner of his eyes at Bobby Roode just trying to figure out what the hell's going on, you know? And it's freaking crazy to think that, you know, that this superstar, um, at this point in time, like, as long as he's been there now, that he's actually, like, that lost, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's odd to me, um... So hopefully, I don't know. I really hope Bobby Roode and Chad Gable um, break up. Um, um, his mic skills are horrible. His in ring is awesome, but I just he just doesn't match up to freaking uh, to Bobby Roode at all. Uh, but that also meant that we now have Bobby Roode and the Usos um, over on Raw now, which I thought was pretty cool for the Usos because they've done so much on SmackDown for so long. So it's cool to see him, but I was kind of wanting them to be on SmackDown to be over on Fox, be able to see the, a little bit of more aggressive side of them, right? Because we know the, you know, the rumors of the Fox brand is going to be a lot more aggressive than the USA brand. Um, so, but I'm still interested in seeing Usos on a different brand now. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, but it was weird because I think they're going face. Um, I'm hoping they're still going to play kind of like the the asshole heels that they were playing. At the same time, trying to please the crowd and stuff. Because um, ever since the Kofi, Kofi Mania stuff, um, they've been kind of um, baby-facing it up. But we'll see where that goes. Um, after that match, we got a moment of bliss. 
um, which was crazy because um, Sami Zayn comes out and uh, huge pop multiple times, like to the point that like he comes out to his intro song and <coughs> excuse me, um, he comes out to his intro song, the crowd chants it, the music stops, they're still going, he sits down, crowd be- is quiet. WWE decides to play his interest music again. They did that shit three times in a row where Sami Zayn was just getting up and finally Sami Zayn got up and did uh, I forget exactly what it was but he got up and had them do a different chant um, and then afterwards of course he did his Sami Zayn New Hill thing where he's talking shit about the people um, had everybody booing him and stuff and uh, it was pretty, Sami Zayn's doing pretty good I'm gonna <coughs> I'm kind of really liking this whole uh this whole Sami Zayn straight up heel thing where he just doesn't give a shit about the fans. Um, it's pretty interesting. He does a really good job making people hate him. Um, all right, so then after that, um, I think we actually ended up cutting to a segment that showed um, that who had all been brought over to Raw from SmackDown so far. And somehow I missed it, but when that popped up, I saw Eric Young. I don't know if I like went to a bathroom break or something and I missed Eric Young coming out or missed his announcement. But it was it was pretty weird to see Eric Young on there. Not Sanity, just Eric Young. So I'm assuming he's going solo dolo now. So let's, let's see where that goes. That'd be interesting. I love Eric Young. I used to love Eric Young back in the way, 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 way back in the days of TNA. So I'm interested to see where he goes from here. Um, then we had a match to Iconics. Um, versus Bailey and Naomi. Um, Naomi and Bailey pick up the win. Um, they beat the super the iconics like super fast. Um, and then you know there's obviously the rumors out there of um, Sasha not being happy, talking about quitting WWE. You could actually see how upset Bailey was in the ring. You can tell she was not there. She wasn't like the super happy go lucky Bailey that we're used to seeing. Um, but overall, it was a squash match some reason the champions got squashed um, and Naomi is now over on Raw as well um, and then we go from that match we lead into another match which was uh, EC3 versus uh, Braun Strowman which I feel so bad for EC3 man because he went from being nobody in WWE went to TNA created an entire brand for himself created the whole thing suppose that was like his idea and stuff and he had this huge character um, comes over to uh, to WWE with that same character that you know was doing so well over in TNA and getting over so much whether it be heel or pop or a baby face um, to where he just he comes out and Braun Strowman comes out um, Braun Strowman is not a squash match um, EC3 gets his ass kicked and uh, then afterwards Braun throws him off the freaking uh, the ramp um, off stage and Braun looks way smaller and a lot more jacked right now than he's ever looked which I found pretty cool because you know he's always been like that really big guy so it's kind of it's kind of weird to see him like he actually takes his shirt off now like fucking flexes and stuff it's pretty, it's pretty funny um, but alright so then we're going from that match we go into Becky Two Belts uh, versus Ruby Riot, which I even wrote down this like I feel like this matchup is old already yeah, come on, get Becky Lynch and you know uh, Charlotte Flair and these people some other women to fight because for some reason they keep bringing up the Riot Squad people, uh, the females, and I don't know. I feel like they keep getting their ass kicked so badly. Like why? 
why are we supposed to feel like they're a valid threat to anybody, especially someone with the championship, uh, when you guys get your ass kicked all the time? Like, I can't recall a single big match that anybody from the Riot Squad has won. So, um, Becky wins this one, um, gets Ruby down. You know, Riot Squad tries to interfere. Becky gets her down, hits the disarmor, and bam, wham, bam, thank you, man. Becky Lynch is still the champion. Um, then we cut to another segment, and I actually ended up missing some of this. Um, I did end up having to um, go upstairs and get some medicine. So, like I said, guys, I'm sorry I'm sick. Um, and I ended up missing most of this segment, but I came back and I saw we had Becky and Natalia um, out in the ring. And the rise I came back, Lacey Evans came out. So, first of all, Lacey Evans is now on Raw, which I thought was pretty dope. Um, it's really good to finally hear her on the fucking mic, man. She sounds extraordinary on the mic. I really liked um, how she carried herself on the mic, um, how she, her body language and everything about her character when she was on the mic talking to uh, Becky and Natalia. Um, She comes out, pretty much says that she talked to the McMahons and uh, now she's going to be in a match against Natalia. um, And the winner of that match is going to be the number one contender against uh, Becky Two Belts. Um, So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Becky gets out of the ring. Lacey Evans gets in the ring. Uh, it was a pretty decent match. Lacey Evans um, definitely, definitely um, shows that you know she's she's ready for that spotlight. Um, Natalia is always amazing in the ring. Um, and then, uh, but Lacey Evans got the pin. Um, Lacey Evans got the pin. I was actually surprised about that. I was thinking Natalia was going to get it um, just because this is Lacey Evans' first real match. Um, but that's cool. That's cool. It's cool to see that. Kind of, kind of reminds me of the. Uh, um, well, I can't think of his name. Uh, back in the day, uh, the snake. Um, oh man, look, I might have to look this up while I'm talking to you guys because I cannot remember right now. I'm sorry, guys. Again, I'm sick. Um, I can't. Um, Santino Morella. There, I didn't have to finish looking it up. Um, Santino Morella kind of reminds me of Santino. Remember, he came in, never was even in the single match. Wasn't even in WWE. Comes in, wins the um, wins the belt. So. That's pretty pretty cool to see her come in and actually end up beating Becky. Um, then we cut to our way to a, after that match was over, said and done. Um, we ended up getting ourselves a segment um, of Reigns and Rollins walking out of their locker room, and then everyone's like, "Oh wait, who's your chan- who's your partner? Oh my God, who is it?" And uh, they were just pretty much, "Hey, you guys got to wait till we got to ring like everybody else." Lo and behold, come out to the ring. We got the last match of the night. Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley versus Reigns, Rollins, and motherfucking AJ Styles, man. I was so pumped to see that. Um, I'm very interested in seeing this because AJ's done so much work on SmackDown and to now be on Raw. Um, so I'm interested in seeing how they're going to bring him. Like, like at the time that AJ came to SmackDown and started carrying the show, they needed a flag bearer. They needed somebody to, you know, carry that freaking the weight of that show on their back. And AJ did an outstanding job. Raw doesn't need that. Raw has plenty of superstars who do that, with, especially just with his two partners, Reigns and Rollins. Um, so I'm interested in seeing where AJ is going to fit in over here on uh, on Raw. But I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty good thing. Hopefully, hopefully WWE don't fuck this up. But we all know how that goes. Um, and then, so, I know they start doing, <coughs> um, they start having Drew and Corbin and Lashley coming out, 
And then before um, before AJ even actually ended up coming out, we had another segment, um, a bunch of creepy-ass dolls, um, and then a doll sitting in like a rocker chair, and it starts laughing and stuff. I just want Bray Wyatt to come back. Show, let, let him come back already, man. Hopefully he comes back in the gimmick he started out with um, when he first came out as Bray, and just back to that whole crazy thing, not the world either, and all that type of crazy shit. Um, so then the end of the, this match was, Obviously, it's going to be good. You got six of, well, five of the best superstars in Raw, um, excluding Bobby Lashley. Not a big, not a big wrestling fan of him. Um, then at the end of the match, you get Re- Reigns. I think Reigns hit the spear. Uh, no, I think Rollins hit the curb stomp. Reigns then hit a spear. AJ Styles then hit the um, the phenomenal forearm. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. AJ Styles gets the pin. Again, ends the show. We got ourselves a win. And I want, again, I want to thank you guys for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening on. Promise you we will have new content coming up. I'll make sure we're going to be watching SmackDown today. I'll record it right after the show. I'm um, get it uploaded next morning and stuff. So we're trying to get out there. I'm trying to get ourselves on a stable schedule and everything like that for these shows. Sometimes you're going to hear just me. Sometimes you're going to hear just Aaron. Um, but we're really trying to do something with this and I'm sorry if we miss things but just sometimes real life takes priority but as always you guys are amazing thank you for taking the time out to listen to this make sure you hit the like subscribe share let all your friends know if you're into wrestling we appreciate you peace